Good morning. Welcome to the Lord's service to us by way of his name, word, and with his very body and blood. This morning, we give a special welcome to our Higher Things Retreat participants. We're glad you're here. It's been a great weekend of joining together for worship, intensive, uh, intense study of God's word, and a lot of fun. Our main speaker for this year's retreat, focusing on absolution, is also our guest preacher this morning, Pastor Brent Kuhlman from Trinity Lutheran Church in Murdoch, Nebraska. Uh, thank you for all you've done to make this a great retreat. We've, it's been a, a pleasure to have you. This is the third time he's been here. Uh, we keep inviting him back because you have more gifts to give, so we thank you for that. We're looking forward to your sermon. Uh, Pastor Berg will be joining him in the late service. Three's a crowd up here for, for all these pastors, so it's just he'll do that one, I'm, I'm doing this one. Uh, Sunday school and Bible class continue today at 9.30 a.m. All adults, including my Catechesis for Life new member class, are invited to join us in the gym for the Bible class this morning, which will also be led by Pastor Kuhlman. Um, coffee and refreshments will also be in the gym today. So take note of that. Join us there. One more announcement. Uh, our midweek Lenten service is this Wednesday. You can join us at either 8.30 a.m. or 6.30 p.m. There's a light supper before our evening service beginning at 5.30 p.m. in the fellowship hall. All are welcome. The service this morning, we begin a new divine service. We were, we're going from divine one to divine service three, and that's on page 184. Uh, the best way for our visitors, just to let you know, to follow along is put your bulletin in the back of your hymnal and then simply go to the page indicated on the panel. The green sheet is there with the readings, notes on today's service, and a devotion for you to be used throughout the week. That's all the announcements I have. Please stand and the bells will call us to worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Please kneel for confession and absolution. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, 
and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord God, you led your ancient people through the wilderness and brought them to the promised land. Guide the people of your church that following our Savior, we may walk through the wilderness of this world toward the glory of the world to come. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the first Sunday in Lent is from Genesis chapter 22. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here am I. He said, take your son your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on, his, on Isaac, his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife, so they went, both of them together. And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. He said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, The Lord Will Provide. As it is said to this day, On the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. This is the, the angel of the Lord. Yeah, that's the word of the Lord too, but we'll continue on. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. 
And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from James chapter 1. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my brothers, my beloved brothers. Every good and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from heaven the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens opening and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. This is the gospel of the Lord.
grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text is the gospel reading you just heard. Please be seated. <laughs> well, brothers and sisters, as you know, with Mark, everything happens at lightning, internet, high-speed action. Immediately, fast, with Mark. One immediately after another. And if you don't pay attention, you'll miss it. So you'd better listen carefully then to Mark, because if you, if you start to nod off, the higher things people might, or daydream, you'll miss out on the best news you could ever hear in your life. You don't want to do that, do you? Well, of course not. I didn't think so. Now, in Mark, there's not many words, but there's loads of theological meaning with the words, for you and for your salvation, in, with, and under the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in the text, 1 John baptizes most holy Jesus in the Jordan with a sinner's baptism, even though Jesus has no sin to confess and Jesus has nothing to repent of. Jesus is there to take on the sin of the world, to carry it to the cross and answer for it with his divine Good Friday blood. That's why he's baptized. Jesus, you remember in Matthew's account, says, let it be so now, for we will fulfill all righteousness. That's how he puts it in Matthew 3. So Jesus begins his Good Friday salvation job ministry with his baptism by John. What he has salvationally come to do for all and for you is now ratcheted up. It's now kicked into high gear. And the Father declares Jesus to be his beloved Son and that he is well pleased with him, very well pleased with Jesus. Why? Well, as I've already indicated, it's because this is my beloved Son Jesus has come to do the messianic salvation of the world job. He is the Isaiah 53 suffering servant Savior and to do that salvational work. Jesus has come not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so Jesus is indeed the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the sacrificial Lamb whose blood cleanses you from all your sin. And so, in Lamb of God Jesus, the Lord, to, be, to, bear, to borrow the phrase from the Old Testament reading, the Lord provides. <laughs> he provides for your salvation. So to carry out his work of being the Savior, beloved Son, Jesus is then equipped with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit, like a dove, descends on Jesus. And so then, Isaiah 42 is fulfilled. Do you remember that? Behold, my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights, I, I have put my spirit on him. And Isaiah 11 is fulfilled. Remember that? Then a shoot will spring forth from the stem of Jesse, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit, and the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. So, Holy Spirit conceived Jesus is now Holy Spirit poured out on Jesus as the Father's chosen suffering servant and most beloved Son. In the Old Testament, you remember, God promised that he would pour out his spirit in the last days or at the end of time, the time of his Messiah. 
In fulfillment, then, you have conceived by the Holy Spirit and now the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And so now you know that these are last days or end time events. And then in the Bible, there's Pentecost in Acts 2. And while I'm at it, let me add this. Your baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the... That's right, the Holy Spirit. And then there is Sunday after Sunday, Spirit-filled preaching of the gospel of Jesus in your ears and into your hearts. Oh, and lest I forget, <laughs> there is the weekly made to drink. Made to drink of the one Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, in the Lord's Supper. And even your bodies are now temples of the Holy Spirit. The last days, the end times, have come upon you as well. Well, I'm getting carried away with myself. Typical Lutheran preacher. I'd better get back to Mark 1. All right, then. Freshly baptized, ordained, and declared to be Son of God, Savior of the world, the Holy Spirit then immediately drives Jesus where? <laughs> Into the desert. Literally, the Greek says that the Holy Spirit threw Jesus there, like when you throw a, a baseball or a football. He throws Jesus into Satan's turf, Satan's domain, the wilderness. And there, the battle for your salvation begins in earnest by Jesus. Satan desperately and yet quite cunningly attempts to keep beloved Son of God, Savior Jesus, from doing a Good Friday. And so in the wilderness for 40 days, there are the temptations of the devil. Mark doesn't record the details of the temptations. Matthew and Luke do, you remember, and they go like this. You know, if you're the son of God, Jesus, why don't you turn these rocks into loaves of freshly break, baked bread? Why don't you jump off the top of the temple? The angels will catch you. The Bible says so in the Psalms. Fall down and worship me, and I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. Now, if you're the son of God, Jesus, then you need to start acting like it. Come on, put on a show for everybody. Make a scene for the world. Come on. But Jesus will not. Even though he is starving and weak, he will trust in what his father said. You are my beloved son. I'm most pleased with you. And so Satan must flee. His satanic temptations do not derail Jesus from going to his Good Friday death to save the world and you. Son of God Jesus, yes, is indeed the Savior, not in putting on the big show, but in suffering and in dying on the cross. And there Satan's head will be crushed and your salvation won through that very good death, destroying Satan who has the power of death. And then come these strange words recorded only by Mark, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels were ministering to him. With the wild beasts, no harm comes to the Lord Jesus. What's going on here? I'm glad you asked. Well, it sounds like what? It sounds like a Garden of Eden existence. You remember Adam with all the animals before the fall into sin? Now Jesus, the second and last Adam? So, whereas Adam, the first Adam, is the head of a fallen humanity, 
Jesus is now the second and last Adam. He's the head of a new humanity, a restored humanity. And in him, all the Old Testament prophecies of redeemed and restored creation are being fulfilled. Like Isaiah 11 that speaks of how things will be when the Savior arrives. Listen, the wolf will dwell with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the kid, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little boy will lead them. Also the cow and the bear will graze, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, and the nursing child will play by the hole of, co- of the cobra, and the weaned child will put his hand on the viper's den. They will not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain. And then you have Ezekiel 34. Bear with me. Then I will set over them my people, one shepherd, my servant David, and he will feed them. He will feed them himself and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will make a covenant of peace with them, and they will no longer be a prey to the nations. Listen carefully now. And the beasts of the earth will not devour them, but they will live securely, and no one will make them afraid. And he was with the wild beasts, Mark says. Again, what's the point? Our Lord Jesus has inaugurated the Messianic kingdom promised in the Old Testament that is spoken of in Eden-like terms. Isaiah's prophecy, Ezekiel's prophecy. Yes, the Old Testament promises of salvation are being fulfilled in this Jesus, declared to be the Father's most beloved Son, and then he is equipped with the power of the Holy Spirit, who is the Lord and giver of life. Jesus is indeed the promised Son of David, who shepherds his people by giving up his life for you. And there is now peace for you with God, and even peace with creation itself. He was with the wild beasts, Eden restored in Jesus. So it's no wonder then that Jesus preaches in his first sermon, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. The promised time of Messiah is here. It's Jesus. God reigns on the earth in him. So now what? Now what? Well, there's two things. Jesus dares to say it. (laughs) Most preachers are forbidden to say this, but not Jesus. He doesn't listen to the experts. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's so Lenten, isn't it? And it's so baptismal living, isn't it? Well, of course it is. Repent. That means it's time to tell the truth about yourself, that you're a sinner, a damned rotten sinner. That's right, I even dared to say it. (laughs) But it's true about you, about me. And so let's stop kidding ourselves, shall we? We are not all these hotshot people that we think we are. Before others, you don't appear to be so bad, at least that's what you think. You compare yourselves with others and you grade yourself on on a curve. But when you stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, We don't look so good. Woe to me! I'm a man of unclean lips, Isaiah declared in the presence of the Lord Jesus. Depart from me, Lord, for I am a 
sinner, Peter said in the New Testament. And so to repent is to tell the truth. To repent is to say this, Lord Jesus, I am a, I am a sinner. I have sinned against you and I have done what is evil in your sight and I deserve nothing but your temporal and eternal punishment. And then Jesus says to us, believe in the gospel. What's that? It's this. Listen carefully. Jesus has taken all your sin. Yes, that's right. All of it. When Jesus was baptized in the Jordan by John, Jesus engaged in a salvational sweet swap with you. That is to say, in the Jordan. Baptism meant for sinners Jesus absorbed all your sin in his body like a sponge in order to carry it to Calvary. And on that Good Friday, Jesus answered for all your sin. He endured the death and the damnation that we all deserved. Yes, Jesus takes your sin. No sin of yours he didn't die for. And in exchange, he gives you his holiness, his perfection, and his righteousness. Not yours, his. So you are now in Christ forgiven. He doesn't give you what you deserve as a sinner. Instead, he gives you mercy. He gives you life. He gives you salvation. Brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you, your sin does not belong to you anymore because it all belongs to Jesus. That's the good news of the gospel of Jesus. So the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That is living in and from your baptism, not just this first Sunday in Lent, not just all of this Lent, but all of your life until the end of your life, and then on to the resurrection on the last day when your baptism into Christ will be physically and bodily complete. When the mortal puts on immortality and the perishable is raised imperishable. Have a happy Lent. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. O Lord, in the midst of this life, we are beset by many temptations. Fix our eyes on our Lord Jesus, who bore temptation for us and resisted to the point of death. And bring us through the evils of this fallen world to dwell with you forever. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, you place the wood of the cross in the back of your only begotten Son, that as the promised offspring of Abraham, he might possess the gates of hell. Bless, we pray, his church and all those called to preach and teach within her. Guide and direct all those in church work, including Anna, as well as those preparing for church work vocations, including Ruth, James, Luke, and Harvey. Give them certainty that hell cannot prevail against them or their work in Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, preserve all catechumens and their teachers, all children and their parents, and every Christian home from the assaults of the evil one. As your son overcame Satan in the desert by the word of God, so also give us the victory through Christ and his word. Bless all those involved in our Higher Things retreat this weekend with your comfort and peace. 
and grant that they may be instruments of your love and care toward others as they travel home. We also pray that you would keep them safe in their travels today. Lord, in your mercy. Father of lights, from whom every good and perfect gift comes down to us from above, keep us from being enticed by our own desires to misuse your gifts. Help us use them rightly in service to you and our neighbor. Bless Joseph and all our leaders, that they may be, we may be governed wisely and justly for the good of this present generation and those to come. Lord, in your mercy. Most high God, our refuge in every trouble, you have promised to hear when we call to you. Command your angels to guard our brothers and sisters and all who suffer in our midst, especially Jane, who will have surgery, Galen, recovering after heart bypass surgery, Charles Courtright, recovering from pneumonia, Ron and Tracy, recovering after knee replacement surgeries, Charles Hess, recovering after a heart procedure, Dan, recovering after brain surgery, Mark, recovering after breaking his hip, Faye, who has a heart ailment, Sue, recovering after shoulder surgery, the victims of war in the Middle East and the Ukraine, Bart, for continued management of his illness, Marion, Lisa, Charles, Carl, Tim, Benjamin, Bernadette, Sue, Jennifer, Doris, Timothy, Ronald, John, Kathy, and Mary, all in treatment for cancer, Glenn, afflicted with a brain tumor, and the families of Emmy Gillettes and Rosie Larson. Keep them from every evil that can befall the body, mind, or soul, and bring them your comfort and peace. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, the time is fulfilled, and your kingdom is at hand as your beloved Son comes to us here at the altar. By your Spirit, grant that we receive him in repentance and believe the gospel, proclaimed in his body given and his blood shed for us. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, see how the adversary continually afflicts us and walks about as a roaring lion seeking to devour us. We implore you for the sake of the suffering and death of your Son, Jesus Christ, to help us by the grace of the Holy Spirit and to strengthen our hearts by your word, that our enemy would not prevail over us, but instead that we may abide evermore in your grace and be preserved to life everlasting. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated for the offering and for the signing of the Friendship Register.
the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. O oh God the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bless we our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.